How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. So, talking about Biden's speech. You know what he should have been talking about? Seriously. Americans like Brayden. You've got to hear this interview. Man, I've been at this a while. I mean, a couple decades. This is one of the most gut-wrenching things I've ever heard from a man whose life has been destroyed by COVID. This is what the president should have been talking about and a man that he should have been directing a message of compassion at. Listen to Braden. First of all, I'd like to apologize to you and your audience because right now I'm still emotionally fragile. Course. Um, so if I break down, please forgive me. But um, it started in October. My, I was taking my son back and forth to work, and he got in the van one day and he coughed, just a little cough. Now he was ten feet away from me, and my wife. I told him to put his mask on. Well, that started it. We didn't know it, but he had the virus, and he gave it to us. We thought that he he thought, and I thought that he had a cold. Well, he got sick. Then the next day I got sick. I had a fever of 104.2, and I could hardly breathe. Then the next day my wife went to her doctors for an annual physical, and she asked her doctor about COVID. And the doctor checked her lungs. She says, no, you don't have COVID. You're okay. So she went to work that day. She worked at a doctor's office. And... um, she had coughed, and the the doctor sent her to get a COVID test, and she couldn't come back to work until she uh, came back negative. Well, she tested positive the same day she was at her doctor's. And um, a couple of days after that, she was trying to bring up some phlegm, and her pulse ox was 88. So I called an ambulance, she took her to Strictly Valley Hospital, and I never saw her again. Oh, God. Jesus. We were, my, my wife and I were together 47 years, and this, this virus, this virus is insidious, Marty. Even with masks on, we had our masks on. My son didn't. We caught it. He was in, he went to the hospital. He was in passive in hospital for a couple of weeks in ICU with, pneumonia in both his lungs and they treated him with steroids and he still isn't back to work this is in october and um his lungs are scarred 
Um, my wife strictly administered remdesivir. I told them not to do that, and, and but they did. And what I've read about remdesivir is that the side effects is your organs shut down and you go on a vent and you never come off. And that's exactly what happened to my wife. They passive and didn't put my son on remdesivir because they said he was too far along and he was he was healed. I had it. I stayed at home. Luckily, I have an oxygen concentrator. My sister brought me up medication and I battled with this thing for over a month, I lost. We all lost our sense of taste and smell. It's the it's the most horrific experience I ever had. And now, my I lost my wife in November. Thirty three days later, I lost my oldest son. And they just brought him back to me. Oh my God! <laughs> yes, dead. Oh God! Oh. Jesus, man. <laughs> my life is just turned upside down. My income split in half. It went from $50,000 a year between the two of us to $17,000 a year. It's just a nightmare. I, I want to wake up. And, and so people know this, and no one was vaxxed. No one, sir. No. No. My wife had what's called factor five, which is a blood clotting disorder. We were afraid that oh, God. she would get blood clots. Before she died, my brother-in-law's wife died. God. A month a month after she got the vaccine, and her lungs were filled with blood clots. She never had a blood clot problem in her life. And so we lost her. How many loved ones have you lost from COVID? Well, my mother, my mother died uh, New Year's Eve last, not this past one, the beginning of twenty. 21 then i lost my brother's wife and then i lost my wife and then i lost my son my god i only have one kid left god thank you. there are there are things there are things that spouses have to they have to do they have to know not just about the, the virus because yes, you're going to get the virus. Yes, sir. Okay. But each spouse has to do what the military does and train everybody to do the same job as everybody else. So they can take over because with my wife gone, she did a lot of things that I can't, I, I didn't know how to do. And now I have to learn how to do these things. I don't know where my cemetery plots are, my marriage license. There's a lot of things I don't know because she didn't tell me because we didn't think, Anything like this would happen. Now I have to find these things. I can't bury them without the cemetery plots. Hey, man. Hey, man, I'm going to... I, I got to help you, man. We got to hook right, up. So I'm going to call you That's, uh, as soon as I'm done with the show. Braden. Damn. So his life is destroyed. That That's not hyperbole. That's... He's in Aleppo. Um, his life's destroyed. It just ripped him apart, man. He does not know if he can make it. He's in Aleppo. Um, he has insanely crazy financial problems now. He needs immediate help. 
and uh, we will be leaving here uh, today and heading to Aleppo to see him and everything we can do, anything we can do. I don't judge. Uh, they were not vaxxed. Uh, they weren't, and his family is now destroyed. And he does not know if he can go on. <clears throat> At the end of the day, folks, uh, we just do the best that we can do, and that's the best that we can do. And we got to help him. And and right now, our health care system, right now, our mental health system, right now, that safety net is frayed, man. And folks are desperate. And got to talk about these insane COVID numbers we're seeing now and what we can all do to make it better. But I will be headed to uh, Braden's house today. we got to help him. We gotta help that man. Man. Hey, if uh, Braden's interview doesn't uh, rip your heart out, then nothing will. If it doesn't drive home the significance of uh, and the destructive force of COVID, then uh, you have checked out, brother. But what has happened is uh, insane. It's the only word I can choose. I have a significant number of friends and family in the medical business. And it's jacked up right now. It's it's beyond belief how short-staffed every single hospital is. I'm serious, man. I, I just don't want anyone I love to get really sick. Every doctor I know, every surgeon I know, every single nurse I know is pushed into the wall you know and and their face is jammed up against the wall and they can't breathe and while it's there they're saying hey can you work another 12 we ain't got no one it's bad man uh, some hospital floors are staffed at 50% in some ERs uh, nurses that generally have 12 patients, uh, four patients have 12. It's insane. And it's also dangerous. And it's not turning around. Can't get any tests. So everybody's stranded at home. Seriously. When your boss says, hey, man, you got to have a test or you can't come back to work and then you can't find a test. Honestly, it's bad, man. And doctors are seeing more cases than they ever have in their entire careers. It's a, it's a phenomenon that I, I, I did not see this coming. And I've asked a bunch of insiders. I've asked a bunch of insiders uh, if this was uh, expected. And they said, nah, not this bad. Doc, good morning. How are you, sir? Marty, good morning. How you doing? Better question is, Dr. McDavid, how are you doing, man? Uh, I was I was just listening for a few minutes, Marty. You hit the nail on the head. I, I keep using the word insane. I mean, it's complete insanity right now. Uh, the, this entire week since we got back from the holidays has just been nuts. I mean, we, we're having patients calling nonstop, yeah. coordinating tasks, getting tasks. You're absolutely right. There's a huge shortage of tests. 
People are calling urgent cares. Uh, they're, they're telling them don't even bother coming in. Um, can't get tests. So luckily, we've been able to secure tests for most of our patients, but it's a, it's a big problem out there. Dr. McIsaac, one of the best out there, and, and honestly, he's a straight shooter. That's why I call on him. Hey, Doc, you've been at this how long? Uh, 20 years. And, and I hate to ask this, but I think it's relevant. Have you ever seen anything like this, sir? I have not. And even, Marty, to be honest with you, even since the onset of everything in March of 2020, this stress right now is by far the worst. But By the way, this is such an amazing assessment, and he's so spot on. This kind of shocks me, Doc, because I never thought we'd see anything like what we saw before, and this feels more intense. What are you seeing at your office? So... Um, what we're seeing is that, it, that the virus right now is extremely contagious. We're seeing a very high percentage of people that are getting it or even vaccinated or boosted and they're still getting it. <clears throat> um, I completely agree about the hospitals. Everybody I talk to, all of my friends that I'm talking to in the ICUs and on the general medical floors, they're all overwhelmed. Um, my office staff is spread extremely thin and the other thing you said, Marty, that hit the nail on the head is we can't get any, anybody to help. There's, there's nobody willing to come in and work. And we, we've been trying to hire additional staff for the last few months. And, um, you know, I think the general perception is that the, the workforce shortage, you know, doesn't really apply to the health care oh, system and to doctor's offices, but it's, it's awful. Hey, man, what do you advise? What are you telling people, man? You mean as far as, uh, like, when they call in with symptoms? or Yeah, yeah, t- self-care and accessing tests and going to work and all the craziness. What, what's your advice, man? <sighs> well, I'll tell you what, Marty, it's, just, it's been a juggling act. I yeah. mean, you literally feel like you're just putting out fire after fire after fire and... I remember when I was a resident, I was training, and you would have pagers back then. You'd you'd have 15 or 20 pages backed up that you knew you had to call and get to while you're treating a certain patient, and that's how we feel here. Literally, my office could be open 24 hours a day right now to get everybody in that is calling questions and needs tests, that need evaluated. And one of the hardest things right now for everybody in healthcare is differentiating between what's COVID and what's not. Wow. Because we're, we're also seeing spikes in sinus infections and pneumonia. So COVID is, is tightly interwoven with all of those right now. And that's another thing, Marty, that we're seeing with the current wave is that we're seeing a lot more secondary infections in people that initially are diagnosed with COVID. Their immune system is suppressed. They get a little bit better but then they start getting a lot worse, and then you look, you get a chest x-ray, they have a different type of pneumonia, they have sinus infections. So it's really opening a lot more up in terms of exposure to other bacteria and viruses as well. Dr. McCosick, so are, you working, really are you working, Dr. Mack, are you working till midnight? Is that what I'm being told? Have you been working that I, long? I have not been home before 1 a.m. this week. Whoa. And, I, and, and we're here... Yeah, and the girls in my office, God bless them, they've been doing a great job. They're here all day. They're working over, 
And then in the evening, we're just trying to get people called back, let them know the results, counseling them on positive results. What does that mean? You know, what do they need to do? And you have to individualize everybody's treatment. So some people have shortness of breath. They need inhalers. Other people need steroids. Other people need antibiotics. So, yeah, it's been, I've been pretty much sleeping from like 2 to 6 this weekend to come back to the office. <laughs> Dr. And that's, Mack. that's no joke. That's no exaggeration. That's how it is at this time. It's crazy. Well, thank God we have you, man. Dr. Mack, thanks, man. Marty, thank you as always. Stay safe. Man, truth hurts here, man. That's the truth. Wow. Man, I tell you what. Here's what gets me wanting to punch a wall. The rhetoric, man. Quit testing. What? Two schools of thought that really want me, want me wanting to punch a wall. The quit testing group of idiots and the this is nothing worse than the common cold group of idiots. Man, it's a total disconnect from reality, man. There's a crisis right now in healthcare. And it's not from the common cold, brothers and sisters. It's from COVID. I I don't know what it's going to take, man. Have you tried to get into a hospital? Every single day I get inside info from folks in the healthcare business. If you're going to describe the condition of the healthcare industry right now, critical. You can't get a room. You can't get surgery. ICUs are packed. It's insane the number of positive tests. And I had to grab Raz. Raz, you're a very even-keeled, very smart, by-the-facts kind of guy. And these numbers have kind of floored you, haven't they? Well, sure they have. And and as long as we started, you started talking about the hospitals, let's get this into perspective in Pennsylvania. Right. Do you remember... Last December, when we had very full hospitals, of course, and they were going, they were all saying, you know, they were, it was panic time, right? right? We had sixty-five hundred people in hospitals around Pennsylvania as of Thursday. Sixty-five hundred—that's more than the highest number from last year, from the peak last year. That's so they're going through a second phase of it. They're already at wit's end and exhausted. The nurses and doctors we're talking about—I know one personally who I communicate with fairly often, he could not wait to jump on a plane with his family and go away for a week to somewhere it was sunny and they didn't have to worry so much about this. But he knows he has to come back and deal with it. So 6,500. And here's the thing that really blew my mind yesterday. The Allegheny County Health Department reporting 4,600 new cases in 24-hour period. 4,600? Are you kidding me? I thought that was a misprint. Me too. I, I was looking for, well, is that over a week or three days? or, And then I saw 24 hours. I just shook my head in disbelief. And I understand that many, many, many more people are being tested. Right. So it follows that you're going to have a higher number. Yes, but sir. that high a number? And, and hospitalization, sir. Yes. And here's the other side of the testing equation, uh, as long as you brought that up earlier. How many people are not being tested, but they're sick they're positive and they or they're asymptomatic and they don't even know it i mean the more testing you do the better idea you have of where you stand no matter what your belief is about vaccines or how serious the illness is you can still 
with the testing, you can still determine, you know, how bad the problem is or where you're at in, in, on, the, on, the, on the growth curve, on the upside or the downside of it. And, and then you get this, Raz. My daughter's mother-in-law, this is a text, who is unvaccinated, says she thinks she already got COVID. She thinks. So she will never get it again. That's not true. No, it's not true. Mm. It's no different than uh, the flu. You can have the flu more than once in your life. By the way, that's an unbelievable assessment. So, Dr. Don Yealy, one of the smartest men in America, the chief medical officer at uh, UPMC. I asked him about this. What about herd immunity? The notion that we'll all get sick and the world will be a better place, okay? I don't think herd immunity is a solution as reinfection or post-vaccinating infection, albeit milder, is likely the path. So you're going to get sick again. You know, he said back at the beginning of this surge, and this was several months ago, this surge has been going on for several months. It's not just this last couple of weeks. He said that he thought the uh, that the Delta variant was the last gasp of the virus. Right. He, that's what he thought, or what he hoped. And this is like what you're saying: a person when he speaks, I listen. By the way, and he, and 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 another it turned out assessment. to not be correct. I if mean, right it again. turned out to be the thing we thought it would zig, and it zagged. He says it's not over. No, it's not. And now we have six advisors who used to work for the Biden administration advising on the pandemic. Six of these people got together and wrote three opinion pieces that were published this week in the Journal of the American Medical Association. Right. And what they're telling the, the administration is, we need to shift our focus away from trying to f- end the virus. Let's start to deal with it as if it's our new normal. By the way, I heard this this morning. You're right. Yeah. And it could be years. Right. And if that's the case, then what, what do we need? What are the, what the, what are the things we're going to need to, to cope with this as we go down the road. Well, obviously, we're going to need a lot more tests, aren't we? By the way, this is a great assessment. So rather than just saying we're going to eradicate this, which and, we can't. No, we cannot. How do we survive and thrive under these conditions? Yep. Now, I know it's not exactly like influenza, but we seem to manage to handle that pretty well. Yes, sir. So why couldn't we do that with COVID? Thanks, Raz. It's, uh, it's insane. My friend Bishop in Denora, good morning. I enjoyed you with that uh, doctor that you had on, and he's absolutely right, Martin. But here's my my concern. I thought that the schools should give it two weeks to see if we could curb this, because the next wave you're going to see, and you're seeing it already to a point, is the educators getting sick. So who's going to teach the classes? Marty, the retirees are not going to come out of retirement and teach classes with a bad strain of COVID and this other variant out there. They're they're older, Marty. They're not going to do it. Bishop, here's my deal, though, brother. And I love you. You know that. How is it that Pittsburgh public schools are completely remote today and no other district is? How is it that they have all the cases and no one else does, sir? How is that? That it. That 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 is a problem. Come on, man. That, yeah, you you know me and you agree that about Pittsburgh public. They Come have on, major issues. I, I agree with you, yeah. but you know unilaterally, I would think the two weeks. Let's see, because you just heard Marty. You did a splendid interview with that doctor. He's telling you we can't handle it. 
let's see if we can relieve that burden off these healthcare workers and these doctors and these kids getting sick to see where we can go with two weeks unilaterally, not just Pittsburgh, but everybody. Let's just see where we can get with this. Can we agree to that, Marty? It's being discussed. It is being discussed. Hmm. Hey, man, you know, <clears throat> I-, I have these discussions with my boys all day long about like my man Zeiss, and I love Zeiss. There shouldn't be any more testing, huh? You know what that's like saying? We shouldn't have smoke detectors in houses anymore. I mean, seriously. No more airbags in cars, man. No more fire alarms. No more sprinkler systems. Here's the number that doesn't lie, hospitalizations. They're packed, man. You heard Raz. The highest number of folks... Right now in the hospital, the highest number we've seen ever during this pandemic. That's all I'm saying. Fred, thanks for holding, man. Hey, Marty. How you doing, buddy? Good, my man, Fred. Hey, uh, I was one of the people that thought that you couldn't, um, you know, that it was just a common flu until I got it. And uh, I'll tell you, I recommend everybody getting it. And uh, uh, it's no joke. I mean, it almost took me out of the game. I, it was it was Whoa. that bad. And uh, actually, um, and I'd also wanted to say, uh, wow. I lost my uncle a couple weeks, about two weeks ago. Actually, we're going to his funeral today. Um, and he had the COVID. Uh, he lived up north. Him and his buddy went out to dinner. And they both ended up in the hospital, and they both got on a ventilator and never come off of it. So, and he's fifty nine years old, Jeez. healthy as healthy as a horse. Uh, military never never smoked a day in his life. You know what I mean? And uh, fifty nine years old, brother. We're going to his funeral today. Gosh. So, if if uh, and uh, you know it it, it sucks because uh, you know he was just he just retired. And uh, starting to live his, you know, live the good life, and ended up with this coronavirus. It's a, it's a, for real. It's, it's not a joke. People need to start getting, getting with it, man. We're losing too many people because too many people are ignorant and think that it's, 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 it's a joke. It's by no means a joke. So uh, I just, that's just what I wanted to say. And man, like I'm so said, glad you're gonna make it. Or was he unvaxed, your uncle? Yes. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And uh, it's the unfortunate thing, man. People, you know, I, I, I'm not going to get this vaccination. Yeah. Well, look where it caught him, man. How about you? How about you, Fred? Were uh, you unvaxxed? I just, I, I, was, I am unvaxxed, but I am going for my first shot because I, I just got over it. And uh, I, I'm, I'm not messing around, man. Uh, I mean, it's, I was one of the people that thought before just as well, you know, uh, it's, it's just a flu. I'm going to tell you what, I couldn't even walk up my steps wow. and uh, I couldn't breathe. You know, uh, I went, I called the hospital first and they told me to, if as long as my uh, oxygen level didn't go below 90. And uh, it was, it, it was touch and go though, man. Cause I'll tell you what, I was never so sick in my entire life. Are you uh, pretty, do you feel yeah. like you got a second chance at life, man? Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I'm 45. I got two kids, a 13-year-old and an 11-year-old. 
I'm not playing no games. You know what I mean? I got a beautiful wife. I got everything going for me. Uh, I'm not taking that risk no more because it did. Honest to God, it almost took me out of the game. I've never, ever so sick in my entire life. And uh, like I said, I couldn't even get up my steps. I had to stay down in my game room for a week and a half before I could come up them steps. I appreciate the honesty, man. And I'm sorry about your uncle. He's headed to a funeral. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.